this ever becomes the Bradley Boone show, boy, have we missed the mark. If this ever becomes about a singing group, boy, have we missed the mark. If this ever becomes about a certain Sunday school teacher, boy, are we in a mess. The church has one goal, and that is to hold high the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our job, church, is to extol him. Our job is to expound him. Our job is to point toward him. Why? Because that's how we hear God speak in this dispensation. It's through his son. That's why we're here. How to hear from you, Lord. So that's how God speaks. You say, now wait a minute, preacher. God speaks with the warm, fuzzy feeling. Get, forget that. When God speaks, it may give you a warm, fuzzy feeling, but God ain't the warm, fuzzy feeling. Amen now. Because he speaks according to that book. Now watch this. That's how God speaks. But I'm wondering tonight about what God says. What do you got to say, Lord? Well, can I say, first of all, God speaks about a man's sin. When left to his own devices, man will do that which was right in his own eyes, according to Judges chapter number 17. We're seeing that play out in America today. As men are left to their own devices, they'll do whatever seems right to them. But I'm going to tell you that in the pages of this Bible, God has said there's some things that are right and that there's some things that are wrong. I want to tell you that God's not changed his mind. God will never change his mind. And so God has said some things about sin. You know why? You know why they hate the church? You know why they hate the word of God? They hate it because it exposes their evil deeds. They don't want to be told the truth. So God has said a few things in the word of God about sin. And boy, I tell you, we need to hear what God said. One of the most famous things that God ever said was those thou shalts and thou shalt nots over there on Mount Sinai. And when God said thou shalt not in the Ten Commandments, actually what he was doing was saying don't hurt yourself. Listen, church, don't hurt yourself. Those warnings God gives you, It's not because he's hateful or because he's trying to be hard on you. He sees how those things are going to ruin, wreck, and destroy your life. He sees how Satan's going to use them to bring you down. And he says, whoa, don't go down that road. That's a dangerous road. And he says, thou shalt not. Don't hurt yourself. That's what he's saying. Don't hurt yourself. He has some things to say about sin. Let me say this, he has some things to say about man's soul. God has a lot to say in this book about salvation. He has something to say about the particulars of salvation. People say, well, I've been saved, preacher. Let me ask you this, have you been saved the Bible way? What does that even mean? Well, that means repenting of your sin and turning to Christ and believing on him through faith, by grace, through faith. You say, well, wait a minute now, I've got a, I, I got a story back from when I was a kid and I remember Mamma said and Papa told me this. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about according to what the Bible said. Have you ever been saved according to the scriptures? That's all that matters. Yeah. 
You say, well, preacher, I'm a Sunday school teacher, I'm a deacon, I, I'm whatever. Listen, that, that, none of that matters. Being a preacher don't matter. That don't count. All that matters is have you been saved the Bible way? And so the Bible gives us the particulars on what it is to be saved. And I'm going to tell you we're in a mess in Baptist churches when we're confused about the very essence of salvation. And I say, what is it to be saved? Boy, if I heard some of the testimonies, I wouldn't be sure how to get saved. I'd think Mamaw had to shout and there had to be bobby pins are flying everywhere. But I'm going to tell you that salvation is by grace through faith. That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. That's what the Word of God said. You've got to put your faith on Christ and repent and turn toward Him. And that is what salvation is. Nothing more, nothing less. Thank God. I'm glad to report to you that there is a Bible way to be saved. And it don't, hey, it don't have to do with jumping pews or granny shouting. They may be jumping pews and granny may be shouting. And I'll thank God for that. But it don't have to happen. I'm just simply saying there's a Bible way to be saved say now I want you to think about this he has a lot to say about the particulars of salvation he has a lot to say about the process of salvation what do you mean preacher well he points out to us that salvation is simply by belief faith facts not feelings now you know I'm not against feelings boy we had a feeling filled service this morning I thank God for it but I wouldn't stake my eternal salvation on goosebumps and crocodile tears. I'd know that I know that I know. This Bible has a lot to say about that. Boy, we ought to hear what God has to say about salvation. We ought to hear what God has to say about sin. But you know, God will speak concerning a man's station. What in the world are you talking about, preacher? Well, in 1 Kings chapter 17, like I told you, he run that finger out in Ahab's face, Elijah did, and said it's not going to rain. And you know what God said? God said, the word of God said in that next verse, and the word of the Lord came unto Elijah. You know what that is? God spoke to him and said, Elijah, get down to the brook Cherith. So that's where he went. You'll find in 1 Kings 18 that the brook dries up. And the Bible said the word of the Lord came again unto Elijah. And you know what it said? Get thee to Zarephath. Behold, I've commanded a widow woman to sustain thee there. And you see, both times the movement of Elijah was ordained by the voice of God. Now I'm going to tell you something about God moving you and directing your path. And I'm going to give an altar call. God very rarely ever shows a man the entire, the entire picture. He almost always directs a move at a time. You see, if God showed you five moves down the road, then you'd go to depending on yourself to get, get you there. So instead, God just shows you a move at a time. And he'll do that by the word of God. He'll order your station. God speaks concerning where he wants you in the particulars. Now, I told you it's Wednesday night. Some of you th thought, thought I was crazy probably, but I still, I, I believe I'm 100% right. I thought it was so important that I wanted to say it again. 
my kids, I, you know, Trey and Gabe, they're getting up to major decision time, particularly Trey. He's getting up to major decision time about life. And he's been asking me some questions, and I thank God that we've got the kind of relationship that he feels like he can come to me and ask me what I think he ought to do. And I tell him this, and I mean it, and I think it's good advice for everybody in this church. I say, the first thing you do, son, is you pray to get peace. The second thing you do is you talk to two other Christians that you have confidence in about what you should do. Because in, the, in many counselors, there's wisdom. And I said, the last thing you do is you don't make a move till you get a verse out of this Bible. I'm telling you, listen to me tonight, church. I wish some preacher had told me that a long time ago. Because I struggled through a lot of life that I didn't have to struggle through. If I'd have known that the way to make decisions in life was to pray till I got peace, to ask some more Christians to get some advice, and to study this Bible until I got a verse on it. If I'd have made all my decisions in life like that, I'd have made a lot better decisions in life. God speaks. You want to hear from heaven? Wouldn't you like to know? I mean, you've got, you're living life down here, and wouldn't you like to hear the God of heaven speak in your heart? Now, here's what Elijah said. God got him over there in a cave. He brought him out, and he said, I saw a whirlwind, not in the whirlwind. Earthquake, not in the earthquake. But then there was a still, small voice. What he was designating was that God was speaking to him in his heart. <laughs> I tell you what I wished. I'm gonna, can I just be honest? I wish that I could pray, you know, go to my praying place and pray and God go, Okay, Bradley, get your pen out. Write this down. This is what we're going to do. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. That's not how God speaks in this dispensation. God speaks by moving on our heart through the Word of God. I read a proverb every morning, and then I try to read a psalm. And then I'll try to read on wherever I'm going to be that week preaching if I know ahead of time. And so I get in my chair and I get my Bible down. And I start reading through a proverb. I've read a proverb every morning now. Okay? I've read through the book of Proverbs a, a bunch. But I'm shocked this last week at how many times I read th through a verse and God would say, let me show you something right there, that I never had seen before. And God would use a verse to speak to my heart about something going on in my life particular to that day I'm, I'm amazed at how he does it and those of you that know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about when you go across that verse and that heart skips a beat and something on the inside says oh it's God speaking right there God's a talking to you listen there's God speaking mm. ain't nothing like it We've got a God that wants to communicate. Amen. 
with us. Are you willing to hear him? Are you willing tonight to say, Lord, I'm willing to dedicate myself to a study of the word. I'm willing tonight to get down and dedicate myself to hearing from heaven. I I don't want to hear from, we've heard from everybody else. We need to hear from heaven. During COVID, we've heard it all. They've got up. Don't nobody buy a mask. We don't need a mask. Lord, have mercy. Everybody go run by a mask. Everybody wear them. Nobody wear them. Wear three. Put some over your eyeballs. Everybody go get the shot. Lord, the shot might kill you. We've heard everything. Up and down, round about, in and out. Who knows? Oh, what, two months ago? Man's so smart. Two months ago, the leading scientist in America said, hey, it's over. Everybody go back to the ball game. Now they're all saying, oh, Lord, run, get under a rock. We're all dying. Everybody's dead. We'll never live through the year. They don't know. But there's been a Bible that has stood the test of time. Thousands and thousands of years, the Bible has stood the test of time. And there's a God in heaven. He's the creator of science. There's a God in heaven who wants to speak to your heart through the Word of God. And everybody in here ought to be a candidate for that. We ought to say, Lord, we just want to hear from heaven. Let's stand our feet. Father, thank you, Lord, for helping us to preach tonight. God, as much as I know how, I've delivered the message that you spoke to our heart about this week. Lord, our desire, our heart's desire is to hear from heaven in these days. I pray, God, that you'd help us to do that through your word. I pray that you'd ignite some hunger and some desire in the people of God's hearts this evening. Lord, that they'd have a desire, God, to hear from you. Bless us now as only you.